A new day has come to the city of Augustus. At Colin's home in the living room, Emma is looking out of the window as she takes a sip from her cup of coffee. Colin then slowly enters the room. Good morning. Morning. I hope you don't mind that I made a pot of coffee. I've just been up all night. No, it's okay. Emma, you can do whatever you want. Oh, okay. Thank you. And thank you for letting me stay here the past few days as I, you know, try to work on getting my memories back and getting used to this town all over again. I can't imagine what you're going through. I can't believe that you've been back in my life for two weeks now. It just all seems so unreal. And what you and my dad have told everybody concerning what you went through with Andrew, well, that just makes this all seem like some sort of miracle that you came back to us. And I want you to know that this is your home, not just a place to stay. Colin. Yes? Can I ask you for a favor? I mean, I know you're still trying to process me being back, but... Emma, you can ask me for anything. You're still my wife. And I, I love you more than words could possibly say. I love you too. But I also know that I love my son. And I would like to see him, Colin. I want to see my son. At Memorial Hospital on the fifth floor, Miranda is looking through a window into a hospital room as she watches Jonah sleep in a hospital bed rather peacefully. As she lets out a deep breath, Alex and Danielle walk over to her. Mom. Hi, honey. How are you doing, Miranda? I'm doing okay, Danielle. Thank you for asking. And the doctor just informed me this morning that Jonah is doing just fine as well. There's no damage to his eyes once again, like we initially thought. In fact, he should be able to be released today. That's wonderful news. It truly is. Um, by the way, where are the two of you going to live? There is a loft that's for rent in my building. Oh, we'll be fine. Jonah and I own a penthouse downtown, which we're going to temporarily move into while we remodel our home. That's good. Is there anything more I can do? I mean, I could go to the police station today and have a talk with Detective Reynolds. After all, we all know Donovan Aldridge did this to you. Honey, I don't think that would do any good. Detective Reynolds is determined to catch Donovan's shooter. He's in his corner, not ours. Besides, Donovan did good work. By fooling with the fuse box, he made this look like some sort of electrical fire. But don't worry. I am done playing games, and I will get my revenge on that asshole 
for causing me a great deal of smoke inhalation and putting your father in a hospital bed after attacking him. I can help you, Miranda. You just say the word and I will post. Sorry, Danielle. Can you give me a second? Mom, what is it? Miranda looks beyond Danielle's shoulder and sees a man stepping off of the elevator. Miranda then rushes up to the man and immediately embraces him. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for coming. Thank you. You needed me, sis. I will always be where you need me. Thank you, Graham. Thank you. At the Bay Ridge Hotel in Isabella's suite, Mark and Isabella are standing over by the bed, kissing one another rather passionately. You don't want to be late for work, honey. I know your mom still wants to move forward with the call-in takedown plan, and then the will reading is also going to happen in the conference room today. Trust me, I haven't forgotten that my father's will is being read today, in addition to Simon's. I still can't get over the fact that your brother had a will at such a young age. He was always extra careful. By the way, how are you doing? I mean, I know that it was a lot for you to learn that your parents were planning on getting a divorce. And then you've got that brother out there who you still haven't met. I just... We'll talk about all that stuff later. I promise. Okay. I'll get the door, and after I make whoever it is go away, I will drive you to the office, honey. What are you two doing here? Oh, I think you... Liv, let me handle this. Christopher, what can I do for you? Mark and I have a lot to do today. You need to tell me why you're accusing me of sexual harassment, along with stalking and being violent towards you, when you know I would never do such a thing. And then... After you tell me why, you need to go down to Memorial Hospital and tell them you're dropping the charges. Yeah. You see, I don't have to tell you anything. In fact, if you knew what was good for you, then you would leave right now and talk to me in a courtroom here in a few weeks. A lot of people have their cell phones out when I made the scene at the Prodigy Nightclub Grand Reopening. There are videos out there. There are photos. You are the enemy. Let me tell you something, Isabella. You need to stop this right now. You know damn good and well, this is a messed up lie you will not get away with. I've met women like you before. Women like you don't know how to keep a man. So when they walk away, you have to find desperate ways to make yourself seem noticeable. You say I can't keep a man, and you couldn't keep being a man. You're a pathetic nurse, bookmark. Don't start with me, bitch. I will knock your ass so far into next week. Be careful. I'll make accusations against you as well. Olivia, let's just go. Gladly. I don't want to throw up my breakfast. Wow. That was intense. That it was. I'd say you handled yourself quite well. Thanks. I've got to win this case. And I've got to show Christopher that he should never have tossed me out like he did. Meanwhile, in the lobby of the Bay Ridge Hotel... If you want, I can go back up there and beat her up. She's not worth it. Christopher, come on now. You've got to have some fight in you here. 
This woman is bulldozing through your life right now. In just a few short weeks, she's gotten you suspended at the hospital, and she caused a scene at a nightclub where everyone couldn't wait to get out their cell phones. Don't you think I know what's going on here? I get it. I do. Is that so? Yes. Now, come on. I know my dad wanted to meet with us for a bit, so let's just please get to the meeting. At the Harper Mansion in the living room. It's so good to see you this morning, sweetheart. How have you been holding up? That's funny. I was going to ask you the same thing. I'm doing okay, by the way. Same here. I, I just can't believe what has happened to this family these past few days. Emma is back from the dead. Dad got her back here. And Andrew was the one who practically held them captive in Canada. Sometimes it feels as though we're in a never-ending movie that's trying to win some sort of Oscar. I know. I just don't know how much more this family can take. It's one thing after another. We get a break here and there, but then it's, uh, I don't We'll be just fine. Elaine and Caitlin look over towards the entryway as Gunnar fully enters the room. Dad? What are you doing here? I thought you were hiding out in your motel room until you could figure out what Andrew was going to do. I couldn't hide out any longer. It's been two weeks since Emma showed up at Prodigy. We've given explanations. We've called the cops to tell them what has happened. But we haven't dealt with the true feelings that everybody might have. I mean, this family hasn't gotten a true chance to talk yet. For good reason, though. I mean, we've all been waiting on pins and needles to see if the police are able to track down Andrew. And they don't have any answers for us yet. So I think the best thing to do right now is just talk. I've missed you two so very much, and I know that I didn't leave things in the best state. But I'm here now, and I want to fix things. I want that too, Dad. I do. But when I look at you, all I remember is you not accepting me for who I am. And I am sorry for what I said that day. Sorry? <laughs> Are you really? Can you ever come to accept me? And, I mean, really accept me. I just don't want you to say you do for the sake of trying to make this family seem perfect. Caitlin, when you came out to us, I was mean. I, I was a dirty, rotten person to you. I, I didn't know you needed a dad then. I mean, I was so laser focused on holding political values that now I don't even really care about. I mean, considering what I've been through. I, I guess there's no time like the present. I'm happy that the two of you have come together. Gunner, I feel as though, well, one day we can talk about our issues. But for now, we have to be on high alert. We have to be strong. And we have to go after Andrew Rutledge with everything we have. Meanwhile, at the guest house on the Harper Estate, Melanie is talking on her cell phone in the living room area. Hey, Miranda, it's me. Listen, Thank you for letting your assistant get back to me about suing the hospital. And I'm glad that you think I have a strong case. I know you're going through a lot because of your house fire, but please give me a call back when you get a chance. Bye.
Oh my goodness, Stephen. I just went to the bank to get a new debit card. I know. I just, oh, man. After the events that took place two weeks ago, I'm just still on the edge of my seat. Let's not talk about it anymore. Okay, Mel? I don't know how we can't. Steven, you have a connection to Donovan's shooting. All you've told me is that your meeting with Detective Reynolds was rocky. But that's all you've said to me in two weeks. I, I just can't act as though everything is normal. And I won't. Melanie, we have a lot more to focus on right now. Emma is back from the dead. Gunner, Gunner, is back in Augustus. We are living at the guest house on his property. He despises us. It'll only be a matter of time before he possibly comes after us. And to top it all off, <laughs> we have learned that you were misdiagnosed. You've been fighting a disease that you didn't even need to fight in the first place. You're right. Oh, you're right. We do have a lot going on right now. Colin is an emotional wreck over this whole Emma thing. And I've already talked to Elaine about Gunner. He's dealing with a lot too. And she said that one day soon, we will all discuss what happened with Colin. And when it comes to my misdiagnosis, I'm taking care of it. Learning that news, it, it practically killed me. And I, I, I still can't believe that I never had Alzheimer's. But I've already called Miranda Williams about it. She's going to help me sue the hospital. I'm not trying to say that money will fix all I've been through. It'll be a start, though. You know... When it comes to what this family has been put through, I've learned a lot. We can't ignore our problems. I love you. I don't want to be torn apart by lies anymore. Please tell me what's going on. Melanie, I love you too. That is why I do not want to hurt you. Telling you my connection the Donovan shooting will hurt you. Steven! The truth will be out soon. Just know that I did not shoot him. But I know who did. You're protecting someone? Who? Who are you protecting? Now's not the right time. <sighs> I'm gonna go for a run. Alone. When I get back, I'll be sure to make us dinner. You can't run from your problems. Goodbye. For now, Melanie. Back at Memorial Hospital on the fifth floor, Duncan and Alex walk over to a bench. Thank you so much for meeting me, Mr. Bennett. No worries, Duncan. I was already here taking care of some important family matters. I hope everything is okay. It will be. Thanks for checking in. How's my case coming along? Has my ex-wife agreed to the visitation proposal? Look, I've been representing you in this custody case for a while now, and you know how powerful your wife's family is. 
She wants full custody, Duncan. She's not going to stop until she gets it. I'm sorry to say that she shot down the latest visitation proposal. Mr. Bennett, I know I cheated. I hate myself for that. But I deserve to see my son. Francis needs to understand that I love my son. I don't think seeing him every other weekend is too much to ask. She believes it is. Because she hates me. I know she wants to punish me for the affair, but there's, there's something more that we can do here. I don't, I don't want to lose my son. And I just want all of this to come to an end. We've been at this for a long time now. I know it, and I'll keep working towards the goal of you getting some sort of visitation rights. Just know that Francis wants to fight you every step of the way on this. Then I guess it's time we started fighting back like never before. At Rhonda's penthouse in the living room. Diana. Hi, Rhonda. Uh, I, what are you doing here? I mean, I'm so surprised. I need to talk to you. It's important. Can I come in? Sure. So what do you need to talk to me about? Well, I don't know if you were aware that today was the reading of Stuart's will. My son also had a will, but it was pretty straightforward. Stuart's will was a little more complex. Diana, I'm, I'm so sorry you had to go through that. You know, regardless of what happened in the past, I still feel for you. I never thought I'd say this to you, but thank you. Of course. So anyway, what, what exactly was complex about Stuart's will? I take it you know by now that what I have to say concerns you and your son. What do... Antoine and I have to do with Stuart's will. Rhonda, both you and Antoine are in the will. What? Yes, that was my reaction. Diana, what did Stuart will to my son? And to me, for that matter. He willed you a million dollars. But he willed your son two million. And he also gave Antoine shares in our family's advertising firm. 20% to be exact. At the Bennett penthouse in the living room, Miranda is sitting on the couch when Jonah enters the room going to her. He sits next to her. Our bedroom is all made up. The maid did a good job on redecorating. I would say so. You know, you shouldn't be up and about. You need to recover from what happened to you. You know me, if I'm not moving, I feel trapped and I'm done feeling trapped. Same here. I'm happy that Grandma's back in town and seemingly reformed. I just hope things stay that way. So, do you want something to eat? I can call that Italian restaurant you like on Main Street. They can have food here in 45 minutes. No, don't. Don't get up. Let's just stay here. Back at Colin's home in the living room, I just got off the phone with Alex. I have set you up some time with Connor. Alex has also tried to explain the situation of you being back as well as he can. 
He says Connor is doing okay. I'm happy to hear that. Before I get ready to go see my son, can we talk? Of course. What's up? I... I, um... Your father filled me in on everything my mother did to you while I was gone. And he also filled me in on what I did to you concerning my lies surrounding Alex. Colin, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry that I don't remember doing any of that. And I, I do not know why a wife would do those things to her husband. And though I don't have memories of any of that, I just want to say that I'm, I'm just so sorry. Emma, when I heard what you and Alex had done in order to keep me away from Leslie, I was crushed. I was hurt. And I was angry. And part of me does still hold a grudge against your mother. But what you did is something I've made peace with. I had to more so focus on the fact that you were dead and that police had turned the investigation into your death into a cold case. And on top of that, I had to find out that my Aunt Melanie was my real mother. I've heard about that too. That letter she wrote you detailing everything about how Gunnar bought you when you were a newborn and and how Melanie's ex-boyfriend that she ran away with was your biological father. Colin, how have you been doing with that? And, and how have you been doing with all of this? How do you even wake up day after day? Some days are harder than others. But I just keep my mind on the fact that I still get to see Connor. And I still have my mother, the one who raised me. I still have my sister. And now I have you once again. I haven't spoken to my dad yet concerning the whole Melanie and Stephen thing. And I'm not saying I am going to forgive him, but for my mental health, I am saying that I will find a way to move on. Well, you're a very brave soul. Thank you. I appreciate that. At the Bay Ridge Hotel in Suite 307, Andrew is sitting on the couch drinking a glass of scotch. It's so good to be back in this town. I can't wait until Emma and Gunnar get the chance to see me once again. At the Augustus Community Park over by a private area, Felicia walks over to Stephen away from the crowd at the park. Hello, Stephen. Thank you for meeting me, Felicia. How are you doing? I think I should be asking you that question. I'm sorry that you had to be taken down to the station. Me too. I think my visit to the station should tell the both of us that the truth of you being the one who shot Donovan is one step closer to coming out. It could come out. It could come out very soon. It could come out that I've had to lie to my daughter and everybody around me for almost a year now, but so much is life. Secrets come out. Is that really how you feel? This is just some casual secret that can just come out no matter what? That's not what I'm saying. Then what are you saying, huh? Because this is getting pretty damn scary. I get that. 
and I'm not taking any of this lightly yet, I will tell you that this whole thing is under control. What does that mean? I shot Donovan to save my child. I shot that evil bastard to save so many people in this town. I might get a parade at the end of all this. So you see, that's why sometimes it seems as though I'm so laid back because I know that at the end of the day, I did the right thing. And everyone in this town despises that man. So even if I'm arrested, I know that everything will end up just fine. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to spend some time with my daughter. Have a great day, Stephen. Enjoy this perfect Augustus weather. <laughs> Felicia smiles, breathes in the sunny day air, and then walks off as an uneasy Stephen looks on at her. This has been the mid-season premiere of Forever and a Day. Created by KCS Hutchison. Co-executive producers KCS Hutchison, Candace Mack, and Demi Morgan. Narrated by KCS Hutchison. Written by KCS Hutchison, Candace Mack, Emmy Morgan, and Eric Andros. Music and sound effects provided by Fesselian Studios and Soundstripe. Theme song provided by Soundstripe. This episode starred Emmy Morgan as Olivia Bookman, Lance Guzman as Christopher Marshall, Ashley Stewart as Isabella Reed, Amelia Marshall as Rhonda Jeffries, Diana Collins as Diana Hastings, Bart Blackneo as Colin Harper, Jean Young as Emma Jensen Harper, Elizabeth Von Isser as Elaine Harper, Lucretia Lyon as Caitlin Harper, Brett Lawrence as Gunnar Harper, Frank DeCopolis as Andrew Rutledge, Renee Saran as Miranda Williams, Matthew Preston as Jonah Bennett, Kevin Caliber as Alex Bennett, Candace Mack as Danielle Frazier, Desmond Hawkins as Mark Hastings, Aaron Clark as Stephen Langenfeld, Karen Knebel as Melanie Walters, Ron Schnitker as Graham Williams, with Janelle Allen as Felicia Richardson, and Chaz Cunningham as Duncan Anderson. Join us again for an all-new episode of Forever in a Day on your favorite podcast streaming platform. This podcast is proudly recorded under a SAG-AFTRA collective bargaining agreement. We support all actors and writers currently on strike.